Hi, I'm Corey Hawkins. And I'm Jennifer Fox. And we are Curiously Conscious. On today's episode, we are going to talk a whole lot about Pisces season. We'll talk a little bit about Mercury going direct. Have a little conversation about Ceres and her critical degree of Pisces getting ready to move out. And then if there's time, we will um, talk a little bit about the moons, what's going on with the new moons and the full moons. Um, So yeah. Oh, but before... (laughs) We say anything. I want to thank everybody who reached out to me in support of my Susie Stewart issue. I had no idea I'd get so much love, so much <laughs> love about that $300 that got stolen all those years ago. <laughs> so, Stewart. Oh. ladies got my back. I love it. <laughs> so, where do we start? Pisces season. So, tell me, Fox, uh, what do you think of Pisces season? I hate it. <laughs> I know it's terrible. <laughs> I always have bad things happen at the beginning of Pisces season in my life. Like throughout my life, I've had like really bad things happen. Uh, things that I can't discuss because they're so bad. Yeah. Um, and so I always approach the Ides of February uh, <laughs> with great caution and trepidation. And um, literally, February 18th is my, my D-Day, my, my, my death day, my cancer day. I mean, lots of bad things happened on February 18th in my life. So um, I told I, you my I, mother died on February 18th, right? Oh in God. the middle of massage school. Like we were just getting ready to finish up massage school and she died. Well, and, and when we were in massage school, I, that was the day that your mom died is the day that I was at the doctor's office. Joel was out of town, Mr. Fox, my husband. And um, this was before, I don't even think I had a cell phone when we were in massage school yet. No, um, I didn't. But um, I could, I had to like go home and find him because they were like, we think it's cancer. You're going to have to have surgery. And I was like, I need to talk to my husband. I had no idea where he was because he used to travel all the time. And I never knew. I remember that. I never knew where he was. I was like, I don't know where he is. He's somewhere. He's well, somewhere. he was gone. He was only home on the weekends, right? How do you yes. keep up with that? But I used to, I, his, his, his travel agent, back when we all had travel agents still, his travel agent used to send me his itinerary. So it was mm-hmm. in my inbox and in my email. But, you know, he would call me at night at home before we had cell phones. And uh, actually, my getting cancer is why he got a cell phone. Because I was like, listen, some bitch, you're getting a cell phone because I want to be able to get locate you. Right. So I had to call him and leave him a voicemail message on his hotel room phone. And I said, the doctor thinks I have cancer. I don't care what you have to do. Get on a plane and get home by tomorrow. And he did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so February 18th. But I remember that time specifically because I didn't get surgery until after we graduated. We graduated in March, if you remember. Yeah, that's right. And I didn't, uh, and I remember you being out because didn't you have to go, didn't you have to go somewhere? Like you had Yeah, twice I had to go down to California for the whole fiasco. What a shit show that was. (laughs) In general, because you are, you don't mind me saying that you are a Pisces. No, that's fine. Nope, don't mind. So you're a Pisces sun. Um, you have your Venus in Pisces at zero degrees, critical degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your your Mercury in Pisces as well. So how how is a Pisces do you experience Pisces season other than you're excited because it's almost time for your solar return? 
<laughs> I love Pisces season. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I love Pisces season. I like the um, I like the darkness. I you know I, I've I've always kind of had a, a dark side, and I appreciate the this time of year is that the the death before the dawn. Um, and I have a weird relationship with death. You know, I, I think that maybe it's something I have in Scorpio must make it so that I'm okay with the whole death aspects. Um, but yeah, you know, most of my bad February things happened earlier in the month. You know, I've got my mom did die on the 18th. Um, you know, I've got the Carlson family curse day is the 10th, which oh. when I found out my dad had the cancer and stuff. I forgot but about this February is that time. I do think there's a major difference though. Pisces season February style and Pisces season March style. I, the, I agree. The The end of February is really the darkness before the dawn. It's, you know, um, ruling the 12th house. It's like um, in the book of houses theory of the, what is it? The harvest cycle. It's yeah. a period of germination. It's when you are in your absolute darkness waiting to be reborn. So um, I like that energy. <laughs> it is very, it is very dark for me. Yeah. I, I really struggle with it every year. I oftentimes, not, not so much. Well, I think when I lived in Minnesota and when I lived in Seattle, obviously we were closer to Canada, and so it stayed darker much longer um, in the winter time. But I, I would get so depressed um, in February on top of everything else, just because of the lack of sunshine. Yeah. And, um, that was really hard for me. Uh, I really, I really struggled with it. Um, but if I, I think about it, like the sun of my life, it happens at 10 degrees Pisces, which is dark, pretty dark, but I have the sun there. So of course I might like it. Well, but here's the thing that, I love about you. I think you've experienced a lot of darkness in your life, but you, you always seem optimistic to me and you always seem really kind of, I don't know, your perseverance is incredible, I think. So I'm always, I don't know. I think you're like maybe my only Pisces friend too. Like, I Is that know. right? Yeah. Hmm. Like my, my baby brother who's, you know, he's like, almost 50 but I call him my baby brother he's Pisces and then my nephew he is also a Pisces and my mother-in-law is a Pisces so I guess you aren't my only Pisces but my only friend Pisces all the other Pisces in my life are uh, yeah, your only Pisces per on purpose <laughs> yes my only purpose yeah but I remember because Joel's family's interesting his dad's a Virgo his brother's a Virgo my sister-in-law's a Virgo their daughter is a Virgo and then their son it is a Pisces and I that's got to be hard for him I know right <laughs> I feel so sorry for that kid he is yeah. so I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to embarrass him because he's in college now but he is so emotional like he his he wears his emotions on his sleeve and when he was a kid all you had to do was look at him like you were mad at him and his little lip would start to go forever <laughs> and you'd be like don't upset him he's very sensitive <laughs> yeah you know it, it's interesting i think oh, i read years and years ago that there are two types of pisces and i don't know if it's necessarily you know I, some of it i'm sure has to do with other aspects in your chart um, I don't think it necessarily is a February versus March thing. I think it's more about, you know, wh where the balance is with your ascendant and your moon. 
but there's minnow Pisces and then there's whale Pisces. Oh, I love that. So, and whale Pisces, I think I'm, I'm more of a whale Pisces. Like I, um, I was sensitive as a kid, but it took something to make me cry. And part of that is like, you know, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's trauma. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. I love that. I would have said maybe it's effing trauma, but you know. um, So, yeah. So Pisces definitely do get the rap for being really emotional, um, really uh, gullible, really fantastical, really flaky, um, uber romantical, you know, like, oh, he asked me on a date. Let's get married. Like, all of the stereotypes of Pisces is and like, I don't feel like I fit any of them um, I because say, I think I this, say no, you know, this, know. the stereotypical Pisces, I think would fall under the minnow Pisces category. And I'll have to look that up. I'll, I'll look it up and send you some. I, I love stuff. that though. My younger brother is definitely a minnow Pisces. Um, he believed in Santa Claus until he was in his teen years. Yeah. Like he, he refused to let go of, Santa Claus. Um, he refused to let go of the Easter bunny. I mean, any, the tooth fairy. I mean, he was like well into his like 13th year of life before he decided to believe that what we had been telling him since he was 10, which is like, there ain't those people. It's all made up. (laughs) It's it's all, it's all, you know, he'd be like, he'd wake up and he'd like, he had great vivid dreams, which I think is a Pisces characteristic. It is. And he would be like, last night, Santa Claus came in and sat down on my bed and talked to me, you know, and I unwrapped my presents while he was there. I'm like, I, I, no, that did not happen. (laughs) Are you sure about that? Yeah. Yeah. He would go out out in the woods and just like play pretend he was Indiana Jones and mm-hmm. I mean he was the greatest make-believe kid ever he just was amazing yeah Pisces and the 12th house are both magical mystical places um you know the, the problem does become that the Pisces have a challenge with dealing with reality uh and they I think they also have major escapist tendencies because I don't think Pisces energy is not worldly so putting a Pisces a lot of Pisces energy into a 3D world is difficult because they're like, that doesn't have to be this way. For me, you know, it's like, I don't understand why people hold grudges. It doesn't make sense. Cause I, for me in my, in my, you know, astrological DNA, forgiveness is just what we do. Or, um, you know, to, to believe in fantastical things, to believe in magic. That's just part of like who I am. So the fact that I rub up against the world it, it makes it difficult. The world out there is is a little harsh in that way. That I love how giving and forgiving you are. I I am not. Uh, my Venus is at zero degrees of Capricorn, and if you cross me, oh, mm, ice cream city, <laughs> black black heart. Mm, yeah, but um, you know, I'm extremely loyal. But if you if you screw me over, I'm. I, I, you're done. I'm done. I'm done. But there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I think that in a lot of ways, Pisceans have a hard time with boundaries. Yes. yes. I still have a hard time with boundaries, but you know, that comes from my 12th house. I, I, my 12th house is Scorpio and Scorpio ruled. And, uh, you know, I've got Neptune at 29 degrees. I've got Jupiter at one degree. Uh, so I have, um, 
I have like deep water there. And then my fourth house is Pisces and, uh, you know, it's it, it family, deep water family stuff. I it's, I'm, I'm very sensitive, but I think I, I think I hide it. Well, I think I hide it well, but I think I hide it well. Um, but it takes a, it takes a toll. It takes a toll on you. I yeah. think I think when you can express it better, and maybe as a whale you can't. Um, but I think when you can express yourself better, um, I, I don't I don't think it's as it doesn't take as much of a toll. I just I I have nothing in Cancer, but I I have like major placements in Pisces and Scorpio, and yeah. I love the magic. I love the imagination. I love to daydream. Still, I I love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. fairy tales that's so wonderful folklore i mean i studied folklore in my master's degree i mean folklore was- fairy tales very pisces energy i have i, I was having uh, somebody look at my chart one time and i was like look so i have pisces in my fifth house so pisces in the house of fun and i was like nothing yeah. like pisces in the fifth house that says drug addiction <laughs> you haven't had a drug addiction no but that's only because probably because i've done a lot of work i could easily see myself as like escaping in my fun you know fun times i think think that might you know gonna have to face it i think you might have had addiction to love i was trying oh yes yes work in that song might as well face it i'm addicted to love no i have (laughs) in my past had potentially obsessive tendencies (laughs) i'm addicted to my obsession with dave matthews but no in real life i have definitely i've looked for love in all the wrong places i've attached myself to all the wrong loves in all the wrong places that's you know yep (laughs) but i love that you love yourself now because i i have known you for 20 years and you're you're still at the base of your soul you're still that beautiful venus sun in pisces person which i love because that's a beautiful soul that's truly beautiful soul but you're you you really i think you really value yourself now which i I think a big change lived a lot of life too you've had extra kids and you know you you've done things differently and had a lot of time to work on stuff but it's interesting. I always think it's fascinating when you look back with friends and you see how much they've changed in the last 20 years, but the essence of who they are, like the essence of who you were when I met you is still there. And I think that Pisces fifth house, Pisces son, I, I loved that about you. I just thought the minute I met you, I just thought now that girl knows how to have a good time <laughs> when there's no nothing to do. Like that's we, true. I really can entertain myself. Yes, you were so much fun to just like hang out with. I needed, I needed your lightness of being in my life. I loved it. Well, and here's the thing with that zero degrees Venus. I think it is also in my fifth house. Yeah, it's just on the skirts of my fifth it's house. Like it's like right on the line. Like five minutes in there. Damn. When somebody is able to glimpse the romantic side of me, I am able to draw out obsession in others <laughs> as well. Have you had a stalker? Have you had a stalker? I've I never- I have not had a stalker, but I've had people obsessed with me. And you know, it's not one of those things that you would notice, but that but once somebody gets a glimpse of it, because I'm very choosy about who I let see that, then it's like it's all over. I am I am an enchantress. <laughs> 
magic. It's your magic. <laughs> it's your magic. I mean, you have a sextile from your Venus to your Hecate in mm. Taurus, which I always find people that have, um, you know, people who have placements in Taurus or Libra in particular, oftentimes have a very interesting beauty. Oftentimes I see Libras, they're just classically beauty off. They have a classical beauty, or they have a really classical, beautiful kind of soul. They may not necessarily be like society's physical ideal of beauty, but there's something about them. And I feel that way too, because those houses, of course, Taurus and, and Libra are both ruled by Venus. But I, I oftentimes, if they're not physically beautiful in Taurus, they're oftentimes there's something really beautiful and mesmerizing about people with lots of Libra, lots of Taurus, uh, I think, uh, placements or or aspects up up to those things. I mean, that's, that's just my experience. That's my experience. Well, I am quite captivating. <laughs> you are captivating. I, I find you very interesting. You're, you do interesting things. You're very intelligent. I mean, if I need to know something scientific-y, I'm like, you're my girl, because you just, <laughs> you just know scientific stuff. I'll just parse and that right out. <laughs> I just, I love it. I love it because you're, you are like, you're my alchemist. That's who you are in my life. You're my alchemist. I am an alchemist, damn it. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I, from my perspective, I, I experience Pisces very differently because that's where my North Node is and my Mars is. And, um, you know, I, having a Mars in Pisces, what I've learned the hard way is that I have to do something actionable and physical, but I have to do it with spiritual context. Mm -hmm. So, you know, massage therapy, mm -hmm. um, working with, uh, you know, cranial sacral therapy on, on uh, massage clients, um, working in the energy field, the matrix energy, um, psychic yeah. stuff, astrology, astrology, mm -hmm. but also tarot. I mean, I read tarot cards for years and years and years. I just stopped really doing it for other people. I still do it for myself, but, um, and now it's so interesting to me, um, when I see all these people that are getting so excited and involved in tarot, which is great, but you know, it's like you get, you get these people who've like, you know, taken a tarot course online or something and then you know they start creating like all this information like they are the first person to discover tarot cards it's, just, <laughs> it's so interesting to me it's like anyway i mean that's the judgy part of me but you know i <laughs> i i i really it's like i'm okay if you've done your work but it's like don't don't pretend like you're like the empress of the tarot deck if you yeah people that can regurgitate information it takes the art away from divination do you know what i mean yes yes mm -hmm. and I, I i think because of the time we're in neptune has been in pisces for you know many years it's going to be in there for many more years and um i just think that and also you know with all this aquarian stuff going on people are just like dry it's like people are stampeding to the occult practices which that's there's nothing wrong with that i'm mm -hmm. i'm glad there's an interest in that but um i definitely and that's something too about pisces season that i think is one thing i do appreciate about pisces season 
I find that I, I have really intuitive and insightful experiences. Yes. When, when Pisces season is a go and particularly after February. <laughs> yes. Well, I wrote some notes because, you know, I like to take notes about things that people can focus on during Pisces season as a way to take advantage of the time and the energy. I love that. So definitely a good time for dreaming and making plans from a kind of dream perspective. It is not the best time for making plans that are like, um, yeah, but, but for like dreaming and letting yourself, um, wander in your in your plan making i think it's a great time it's a great time for introspection and introspective healing um super juicy time for intuition psychological insight so if you're you know in therapy really juice that time for um you know looking at yourself uh things to watch out for is escapism because it's such a shitty time of year for it, almost everywhere especially in the northern Texas. hemisphere Texas. yeah don't um Last don't one. give way to nostalgia do not text your ex um and you know as a way to kind of combat your depression focus on What's next? Keep, just always keep in mind that it's the darkest before the dawn. This too shall pass, right? Well, I used to always think it was so weird that people would take vacation at late January or February because I was like, we just got through the holiday season. Right. And then I'm like, you know what? These people are super smart. I should be <laughs> trying to plan a vacation to someplace warm and sunny during February when I know when I hit the Ides of February, you know, my, my demeanor, my outlook on life is just going to go south. Mm -hmm. This year I have really focused on not looking for, to be Debbie Downer for February. I've been looking at meditating more, um, you know, you know, exploring things like shifting my timeline, looking at things as 5d, uh, trying to get out of that 3d, a 4d kind of blah and um i think it has helped um but yeah i i i really literally um i took the 19th off as a day off because i thought i might need a recovery day from the 18th that's smart i gotta plan ahead like i plan literally planned that well and i think that's a good example of just you know make plans for this whole month you know um yeah, you, you got to have something to focus on. It's such a heavy energy. So never mind that it's like the coldest month of the year. And it's when we're going to get the most snow, if we're going to get snow. I think last time I said it was the cold moon. That's not true. December is the cold moon. February is the snow moon. And as we're seeing this year, I mean, there's snow pretty much covering this entire frigging country, right? Um, you know, so, there's. I don't know. How cold is it there? I mean, how cold is it's it? It's not bad now. We did have a little cold snap. Um <laughs> Thanks to the polar vortex that my husband and I totally disagreed on what they actually was. And guess who was right about it? I was. It's a flipping polar vortex is what that. Yeah. I'm the like, whole thing. we've been so cold all week. It's just been absolutely 
uh, I mean, it's 20 degrees. That's a high for us this week. Oh, I think it's back up to the 40s now here. But last week it was real cold and we got snow. And the stuff going on in Texas, there's going to be a lot of death as a result of all that weather down in Texas. All the animals that aren't designed for this shit. All the humans. It's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. And it just... um, you know, one of the things that that shows me with all of the stuff that's going on in Aquarius, you know, it's, there's got to be more focus on the collective and taking care of people instead of, you know, the bureaucracy and um, all of the people. I've never seen so much buck passing in my entire life. At some point, you can only pass the buck so far before the buck comes back to you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And Some of us just hop on planes and go to Cancun, Ted Cruz. Seriously. (laughs) And then you like try to lie about it. It's like, okay, you already are, you already look like an ass and now you're going to lie about it. Just pilot it on, baby. Keep piling. Well, I think something that I just can't get over about human beings is that we're so short-sighted. Like somebody's going to pay for this. Somebody is going to suffer as a result of us not taking care of business. And I, I don't understand. I mean, hopefully that's something that we move out of as we, you know, start to level up as the generations start moving through. I, I don't understand it. I, I think this is part of the Pluto retro or pardon me, the Pluto return that we are starting to move deeper and deeper into. I mean, it won't be exact until 2022, but it takes a while to get in there. I mean, it's a 248 year cycle. So it, it's yeah. not like we're going to jump into you know, the Pluto return and then jump out. I mean, it's going to take time and we are in it. Yeah. Um, and part of the whole, you know, I mean, we're at, we, we're at the threshold of the Aquarian season. For me, the age of Aquarius is really going to begin once Pluto moves into Aquarius, which is, is going to be in 2022. Right. But we're, we're, we're heading there. All the eggs are in the basket pretty much with the exception of one. So, um, you know, I, it, it it's it's going all these types of things are going to continue to happen and it begs a bigger question it's like instead of passing the buck somebody just say okay i'm not going to take all the responsibility for this but i'm going to i'm going to take some responsibility and we're going to create a plan and do something about it yes let's, let's get together and figure out how to fix it instead of getting on the news and like telling people it's not your fault Oh, the stupid blame game. It never ends. It never ends. Like if you consider trauma, for instance, you know, I was traumatized as a kid because I had parents that were traumatized as people and I had their parents. It's like, whose fault is it? The very first human. That's whose fault it was. Now let's get over it and fix this shit. Right. (laughs) I mean, my grandma used to tell me about when when they were kids and, you know, they didn't have insulation in the walls at the farm. They didn't have heat they had a toilet outside and you know in the outhouse and you know they used to have to like throw rocks down it to bust the ice oh jesus (laughs) you know but i mean toilet rocks they they used to have to walk to school i mean those are the stories i used to walk to school 30 feet of snow (laughs) they did that and i know i know that we are probably way more uh way more you know, attached to things being easy for us. And, and I think it begs the question of, you know, 
how, you know, the logistics of our food supplies and, you know, getting things from far away, are we, should we be growing locally? You know, should we be, um, you know, having common gardens? Should we be, you know, uh, canning vegetables and do, I mean, yeah, we should be doing all of that crazy hippie ass stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what the age of Aquarius (laughs) is about. And, and it's also about taking care of your neighbor. There was a woman who's a trauma nurse and she was trying to get out of her driveway to go to, um, the hospital in Texas. No, this is here. Okay. Okay. And, um, she's at the end of a cul-de-sac in a subdivision and, um, they, the plow guy plowed her in, in her driveway, basically. And she, she couldn't get out and she got, her car got stuck and she was out there shoveling. She was trying to get to work on time. And she said like five people, five people with big trucks passed her by who could have helped pull her out, who could have maybe got out and helped her shovel. I mean, she was out there woman by herself in a subdivision in, you know, friendly hometown, Indiana and nobody helped her. Mm. And, um, I, you know, I get it. I get it. It's just like, so, I mean, when Joel and I first moved here, we have a circle in our subdivision and he had a Miata. You remember his old Miata? (laughs) So he decided he was going to drive the Miata to work and he tried to get home. Then he drove into the circle to drive around, to get to the back of our house. And of course, like once he got into this, he just, it wasn't happening, but the people who lived on the corner had five little kids and they were all in their PJs and they were, I think they were from Texas originally. So they had just moved to Indiana. This was their first snow. They put on their coats. They threw on their boots. They all came out running out the side door of the house with their little red shovels (laughs) and they like shoveled Mr. Fox out. It was (laughs) hilarious and it was so cold. And I went over, I went, I was going over with my shovel to help. And I looked at their mom and I said, you need to tell these kids to get back in the house. It's too cold to be out here in your pajamas. (laughs) It's like, oh, they'll be fine. (laughs) Yes. Kids are resilient. They uh, spoken like the mother of five. Right? Yes. <laughs> They'll be fine. It's below zero. No problem. No problems. But I'm just thinking to myself, you know, gosh, what, what happened to that? That was, that was many years ago, but what's like, what happened to that? You know, we have all these people now, all these subdivisions everywhere and somebody can't even stop to help their neighbor shovel herself out. Yeah. So that's just, that just sucks. That's and it's not really mostly been this past, what, hundred years. I mean, like that's a long time, but so much has changed. We've gone from communal existence to, you know, these microcosmic nuclear families who can't be bothered. It's, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I look at it. When we lived in Seattle, people were more friendly. I mean, our neighbors, we had Gary, uh, Gary and Chris, who were our two lesbian friends who lived down the street from us. I mean, basically everybody in our neighborhood was, uh, you know, a, a same sex relationship with children, except for us. We were the only heterosexuals on the block and we had no kids, <laughs> <laughs> but they were the greatest neighbors. They would come over and bring us stuff out of their garden. They would come over, knock on the door and just, just check on us. I mean, they were fantastic neighbors. I mean, we've lived here for 15 years and we hardly know any of the neighbors. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they live so much closer to mm. us. It's, I mean, we used to know all the guys. We lived next door to the fire department in Seattle. We knew all the fire guys. They would come over and bring us, you know, dog biscuits for the dogs and 
you know, they just, they, if they were out grilling hamburgers, they knock on the door and say, Hey, do you and Joel want a burger? We'd be like, yeah, we'd go have burgers with the fire guys. I mean, we knew everybody in Seattle. We don't know anybody in our subdivision here. It's creepy. Yeah. We know our neighbors. Um, but we, you know, our neighbors are kind of few and far between-ish, and, but we just know the neighbors that immediately surround us because we have this kind of like circle of protection where we like keep an eye on each other and and I that's nice. That. But beyond that, I have no idea. Yeah, it's, it is nice. We have really great neighbors. I would want to be neighbors with because you're like, you could be like the Gladys Kravitz of your neighborhood because you've got, <laughs> you have, you have honey, you have beer, you you have like a garden you have chicken eggs i mean you have stuff like if things go south and the power fails you could probably be the grocery store for the entire neighborhood we probably would be depending on the time of year but you know we're also i've mentioned this before we're also very much uh, emergency situation prepared <laughs> like and i said to many people you if something happens you come to our house but you need to stop along the way and steal some livestock <laughs> <laughs> what kind of livestock, what kind of livestock do you i will with cows goats no chickens. We have plenty of chickens, but you know, I want I want some productive animals. There is a price to post-apocalyptic Corey's house. <laughs> I will be honest with you. I grew up with cows, and I love cows. And I they, love cows too. They are the sweetest creatures. And you have not lived until you've had a baby cow, like suckle on your hand, like literally Ooh. your whole hand. It's like the most it's like the biggest cat tongue you've ever felt. <laughs> oh, like this is all cat. grossing me out now. <laughs> I, I truly love cows. They are absolutely the the most lovely creatures and goats too. We had goats and uh, we had, you know, the neighbors had goats. We didn't really have goats, but we, we fed them and we did a lot of taking care of their goats. And uh, yeah, I really love goats. They're, they mm. were little, they were little goats. Uh, I, you know, I would like goats for their ability to clear land, but they, they're stubborn and they're loud. Cows are so cute. I want a baby Jersey cow really bad. Their milk is amazing and they're adorable. Oh, sweet. <laughs> they're just, they're like little teddy bears. They're so adorable. I do. Yeah, like we don't have the land for it though, because you need a lot of space. You need yeah. multiple cows because they're herd animals and they just tear up space bad. So... I'm afraid that's not in the cards for me. I'll just stick to my livestock cats, which are chickens. <laughs> I like your chickens. You have lots uh, of chickens. They're pretty amazing. So uh, having a, I wanted to talk about the differential between being, um, uh, being a sun mm -hmm. Pisces versus being a north node Pisces. Mm -hmm. So, of course, for anybody who doesn't know, the nodes are the nodes of the moon that I'm talking about. Every planet has its own set of nodes. Um, which is, you can get in the weeds with that stuff. But the nodes of the moon are the north node, the south node. The north node is your dharma or your future destiny in this life that you've mapped for yourself. And the south node represents the karma or your past or your past uh, life experience. And so oftentimes you will find that if you gravitate towards the area of your chart where your south node is, oftentimes it's because you have skill sets because you've done that, been there, done that in a past life. So if you, for example, get a child prodigy, 
and you really take a look at their chart, oftentimes they've got a very strong, you know, they've got a lot of good aspects or they've got very strong proclivities and, and skill sets that they've brought in from their, their past life and they're able to use them. And maybe even the intention in this life is to take them and expand them in this life. Um, Can I so, interrupt real quick about yeah. that before I forget? So I agree with you a hundred percent, but I also think that the South node, node has kind of a spectrum. So if there's a specific kind of energy you're coming in with, you yes. either have it mastered and you have it as a tool or you're on the brink of mastery and you're going to have a lot of challenges. Cause like I have my South node is in cancer represents the mother family. And I came in with a really uh, challenging set of circumstances around that node, but it was to develop that superpower. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I yeah. always had that uh, fundamental sense of what family is or what a mother should be or how that energy is, but it was a challenge. And would you say that you had that Virgo South node, I don't mean to, I'm not gonna, I'll just, I'll just say it. Just say it. Um, so having that kind of critical mom energy in your life, you know, the Virgos are, can be very critical. They're also, you know, a representation of mother. So while you have Virgo superpowers, you also then had that kind of karmic challenge that you got. Well, and I'm very critical, particularly of myself. So yeah. I struggle with that. But the interesting thing about nodes, which we could talk about nodes on another time, but my mom's node and my node were the exact same degree, but reversed. Damn. So my north node is in Pisces. Her south node was in Pisces hmm. at 14 degrees. Hmm. And that can be indicative of a challenging relationship because we're, we're, you know, I loved her very much, but we were we were opposed. We were at opposition in our paths. Like my, my past was her, her future and my future was her past. And so she was actually really jealous of me, uh, which I always thought was so weird. It's like, how could you be jealous of your kid? I don't understand that either, but yeah, it doesn't make it. And she would literally say to me, I'm jealous of you. You know, though, I don't think that's uncommon. And I wonder too, if that's Gen more generational because your mom was kind of part of that in-between generation of women that you know yeah. kind of got the glimpse of of feminist power but couldn't quite access yeah. it i think that's true because she was very conservative but but that being said all of the friends that i know don't have that kind of relationship with their mom so i seem to be the only one of of my my main group yeah. that has those issues. Um, and oftentimes their mothers mothered me. And I, like my best friend, when her mom passed, I literally sat in the pew with my mother sitting next to me because my mom decided to come with me. And I was just crocodile tears. I was like sobbing, weeping because she so took care of me. Yeah. in so many ways and she, you know she had seven kids so it's like oh there's one more mouth to feed sit down pull up a plate go get a fork. what is the house what are your house place placements for your nodes fourth house is your north yep 10th mm. house 10th house is myself so um but that being said you know tr i think that it for me being in pisces is all about creating 
a, a, a home life for myself because I never really had a stable home life uh, growing up. And I always really resented that. I always felt like, I always felt like home should be a safe place. Mm -hmm. I always felt like home should be like, you should be able to come in and kick off your shoes and there should always be something in the refrigerator. There should always be something yummy that's either been baked or, you know, cooked or something. And so I'm, I'm actually a very domestic person. I don't think many people know that about me. I can attest to that. I the cook. Fox's house is a den and it's cozy and lovely. It's cozy. We have so many throw blankets. Oh my God. There are a million blankets. <laughs> <laughs> and if I haven't purchased them, um, then, and they're not fuzzy, then I have made them by hand. But, um, you know, I love to cook. I love, I, and I'm not like a fancy cook. I'm like a old school, you know, throw it together, stir, stir it up on the stove and serve it. And it normally tastes good. Um, but I'm not, I'm not traditional. I'm not, I don't follow recipes or anything like that. I always love like linens and towels and soaps. And uh, I mean, I, when somebody comes to my house, I always like totally try to like deck out uh, the bathroom for them. And if I know they like lavender scents, I try to get some soap or some lavender oil or something in there for them. But I just want people to feel so comfortable at my house that they feel like they can just come in and kick off their shoes and just relax. I don't want them to feel like they have to do anything. I don't want them to feel like they have to be fancy or, you know, help me with the dishes. I don't want them to, I want to hang out in the kitchen with me. I'll cook and clean, but you know, I don't want you to lift a finger when you're at my house. I just want you to enjoy. Yeah, you do. You do. And I'm trying to, as you're talking, I'm like, is that more Pisces or more Virgo or both? I think it's that, both. Yeah, I think it's a good combination of both because Virgos really are like the hostess with the mostists. They are, right. they have the whole, um, you know, service thing down, making people feel comfortable and welcome. But Pisces definitely, it's a different, it's like welcome to my sanctuary versus <laughs> welcome to my home. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I always, I always feel weird when I'm at somebody's house and I wake up cause I'm such an early riser and I wake up in the morning and it's so early. And then I'm just like, Oh God, you know, I have to stay in bed now cause every, nobody's going to be up at me. And then if I get up, their dogs are going to bark and blah, 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 blah. And you know, I, I, I never want anybody to feel that way at my house. Like if like you need something in the middle of the night, you come downstairs and knock on my door. I mean, I, I just, I want, I want people just to feel so comfortable. And I think because I don't have children, I think that I, I love to take care of people. I, I look for those opportunities. And I think that has a lot to do with my North node being in my fourth house of Pisces. So what um, do you think more? So specifically North node and Pisces, what does that, what is, what else does that look like? If you take away the fourth house piece? Well, I think in a lot of ways, I, I'm emotionally very young. Hmm. I, I kind of believe in fairies and I think magic is a thing. And I, I talk to birds and I talk to my dogs like they're humans. I mean, I'm kind of a little bit of a weirdo in that regard, but I think that's very kind of like that. I think that the Pisces person always has that kind of um beautiful there's like a there's like a beautiful ennui you know there's like a little, a little innocence but also mm -hmm. a little disappointment in the fact that life isn't as beautiful as we think it is in our minds 
And I, I think too, that there's that sense of youthfulness. I never look my age. People always say that I never act my age. And I think that also has to do with being a Pisces. I think there's something very like beautiful and between the age of four and seven about a Pisces person hmm. or a person with a lot of Pisces aspects. Like, I think you're very youthful. Like you, you think, I think you think youthfully. I think you look youthful. You know, when I tell people that I'm 51, they never believe it. I mean, <laughs> I, had, I had cancer. I mean, I, I went through menopause in my thirties. I've, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not wrinkle free, but I'm, 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 I look young. You I do. You look good. Your skin is fabulous. Oh my God. Well, it's not just the, it's not just the skin. <laughs> it's the, I have a cherubic face. That's it. Yes. And you have I a twinkle have... in your eye there, Fox. I see it. I have, well, that's my glasses. So. <laughs> that's my glasses. That's my rhinestones. Forget about but, it. But I do think that that's important. And it's important to me because I don't feel old. I feel very youthful. And when well, I, I think that's also your, your Capricorn, Capricorn is like age in reverse. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that the, the Capricorn sun Pisces North node is maybe a good combo. Oh, I think so for sure. I think that your uh, later years are going to be incredibly fulfilling, which is something to look forward to, right? I'm going to be the Judy Dench of astrology. <laughs> I just adore her. I think she's so cute and adorable. <laughs> and and she like talks about how she loves trees and hugs trees and shit like that. I love that eccentric stuff. You're like, let's do that. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the Judy Dench of astrology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does sound like a like a fun goal, fun goal. But I did want to say one thing. I have, so I, I started looking into Chiriclo last year. Um, one of the astrologers that I, I know, and I, I have a lot of respect for is Pam Gregory. And she talked about Chiriclo and then pointed me to um, uh, Melanie Reinhardt's website. And Melanie Reinhardt is a, um, an astrologer and she's, she spends a lot of time researching asteroids, specifically the ones in the Kuiper belt or the Kuiper belt objects. Um, and of course, Chiriclo is Chiron's wife and Chiron was discovered in 77. And I think Chiriclo was discovered, I want to say in 80, 84, 87, hmm. but she is actually a nymph. She's not a, a, a centaur, although she's classified as a centaur, but she's not a centaur. Um, but she's really interesting. She, um, and where she is located in your chart is typically where you hold space for other people. And I, my North node is conjunct Chiriclo. And I was studying Chiriclo really intensively for months before I actually plotted her in my chart, which I thought was just one day I was like, why haven't I ever done that? I don't know, let's do it. <laughs> so I plotted her in my chart and she is conjunct my North node. And that makes sense to me now that I'm so interested in her and her impact in my chart and other people's charts, but also the fact that I am that person who holds space for other people. I was just thinking um, a couple of years ago, I had a friend who was um, being domestically abused. She was being abused by her husband. She had five children and um you know, she was, she was really, uh, she was having a lot of emotional trauma. Um, and, um, she was having all kinds of problems with her girl parts or lady parts. 
And, um, you know, he didn't want her to do anything or touch any of that in case he wanted her to have another baby and all this stuff. Mm. So I like helped this woman. Um, I helped this woman get a hysterectomy and, um, yeah, like was, a stealth hysterectomy. Yeah. And when we yeah, were, sometimes the, you got to do it. Well, wait, I think it was, a, she, I think it was a hysterectomy. It was either that or she was having tubal ligation, something. And, um, she had, she had sort of left him. Uh, but the kids were still, he, the kids were still living with their dad at the home and he was kind of using the kids against her. And, um, she was just really struggling. And, um, we got to be friends. She was a massage therapist. The first massage therapist I met when I came here, cause I was in such bad shape. She worked on me and uh, just a lovely person. We're still friends, but I literally like put, took this, I put, took this woman in to my home and, you know, I would, I don't even know what possessed me, but I just re related to her on so many levels. And I just wanted her to be safe. I just wanted her to be protected. And, um, when we were at the hospital, he showed up mm. and, um, he's Capricorn. The only Capricorn I've ever met that I thought was a total dick, but he's, mm. he must've had other placements that made him a dick. <laughs> but the interesting thing was, is that I, I held space for her. I had no problem. I mean, he was a big guy. He was like a Navy SEAL. He used to be Navy SEAL, big guy. And I had no problem. And when the doctor came out to tell me how she was doing, I, she had signed off that I was, I had signed, you know, signed me off on her HIPAA form that I was the one that was supposed to get the information and he was not. And he was so furious and he wanted to go see her. And it was so crazy. And I, I went through that whole thing. I was not scared. I was not scared. It was I your got, purpose. You had, you yes. had a determined purpose to create and then space. I brought, her, I brought her home to my house and I just, she just convalesced in my house and it just, it was like the right thing to do. So that's just like, kind of like, you know, when I have these people that I know in Austin and Houston, I just want to like put them on a plane, bring them to my house and take <laughs> care of them for a couple of days, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, but you also, one of the things that I think, um, having your North Node in Pisces and having that chair clo there to hold space. It's like, you are a very accepting person. I, I think that at a glance, people might be like, oh, that Foxy is whatever. She's, you know, maybe she's uptight or because you seem super fucking squared away. It's like, what the hell? But I am square. like, I, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever that. said, I've never said anything to you that has like, you know, made you but like you seem to just take everything in stride. You accept people exactly how they are. Um, you know, you create space for them psychologically. You create space for them uh, mentally and emotionally and psychically. Like, yeah. Well, I, I, I do do that. And um, do you have the healer's mark on your palm. Do you know? On both of them. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, then throw yeah. that into the mix too. Cause I think Pisces, that Pisces Virgo axis is very much about healing. You know, Virgo yeah. is more, I think, physical healing, like nursing and, and doctoring, uh, whereas the Pisces element is more psychological healing and emotional healing. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I I am just, I, I just think everybody's valuable. I think everybody matters. And I think, um, you know, there are people that, that kind of irritate me, but I always think when somebody irritates me, I need to get to know them better because there's something about them that's going to help me heal. Cause I always feel like an irritation is about 
my ego. And so mm-hmm. I kind of like pursue them and try to get to know them better because I think this is like, this person is irritating me. This is a lesson for me to learn. And I, I love eccentric people. I love all people. I mean, I'm not like, I am pretty square. I'm pretty buttoned up. I'm a very much a Capricorn, but that doesn't mean that the standards that I have for myself, I put on other people. I mean, those are my standards for, for me. I mean, if you know, you're a hoe bag. I'm down. I don't care. <laughs> I thought you're talking about me. I'm like, I'm not a hoe bag. But I you're guess not I a hoe bag, but no, I have some not anymore. <laughs> no, I have kidding. some friends that might be hoe bagish, and you they know, might be a little, little, yeah. But that's loose, okay, loose ladies. If you want to talk to me about your hoe bagness? I don't care. I'm like, it's like I was like, you know, I always think to myself, I'm like one of those people that I'm more interested in thinking about things than actually experiencing them. <laughs> and I've always, even as a kid, I always would sit back and watch other kids play, and I really enjoyed that. So like, listen, have you ever read the book? Hey, do you know who Christopher Moore is? He's an author. Yes, my dad have, loved Christopher Moore. Have you read Lamb? No, but my dad would always quote from it. Oh my God. It is the funniest book. So when you said that, it, it made me think of it because it's about Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. And, and, yeah. But he's, but, and it, it's the one where they, it's like in the, in the, in the hardcover, it says fucking France on France. Yeah. Or something like that, but it's Jesus. It's, it's I think him. the subtitle is like the world. Yeah. His best friend, bit the world, the gospel of Beth, Jesus's best friend. <laughs> So, my but the whole thing loved, is loved, loved him. And my dad was constantly trying to get me to read. That you book. have to read that book. It is a fast read. It is funny. So, I mean, I'd say like the last quarter of it gets a little more serious because it covers Jesus's life that the Bible doesn't cover. Right. And then when it gets to the hardcore, you know, the dinners and the, the last supper and the crucifixion, it gets a little bit more serious, but, um, he basically lives his he lives vicariously through this guy biff and biff does all kinds of messed up stuff and jesus yeah. is like and he like he thinks it's great he doesn't do it he's not participating right you know? but i'm very much i'm very much that way <laughs> I, I i'm like you know if you want to go if if you want to go be naked or you know run on the beach naked or have multiple affairs or do and I don't, I, I've always, I've never been, I've never been judgy about that. I mean, I personally wouldn't do that, but that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm really uptight. I mean, I'm like totally uptight about stuff like that. I'm, I've always been, I have a very strong Saturn in my chart, uh, Saturn's in my Taurus. So that's like the things that I love and value. I'm very traditional about things, but I'm very, you know, my Uranus is in Libra. I'm just kind of like, and it's in my 11th house. I'm just kind of like, want to know all of it just tell me all your stories your your stories i love it but i i probably wouldn't i wouldn't do it although sometimes my sagittarius ascendant is a little reckless Mm. and i i do do some naughty things from time to time but Mm -hmm. i don't i don't ever really get caught so but you're probably not going to tell us about it well there was this one time no (laughs) joel joel and i have like a little competition sometimes about things because he always thinks he's the smartest guy he's got like seven planets in aries so he thinks he knows everything Mm. and um so he was trying to tell me this going this way is is faster to get home and i'm like no it's not he's like yes it is and so um i was driving home and i was beating him and so he passed me illegally illegally on the road that's cheating. And I, I was so pissed 
so we get into the subdivision. I, we have a circle in the subdivision we talked about earlier, but he, he was going around the circle. And I was like, screw that. I drove up through the neighbor's yard. <laughs> <laughs> it was dark. They didn't see me do it. And I landed in the alley behind our house landed. and pulled it going like 400 miles an hour. You know how the curb was like, I just yes. dumped the curb. It was a little Dukes of Hazard. And then I like <laughs> pull into the driveway and put the garage door up and he's pulling in and he's just like so pissed because I just totally cheated. And he's like, you cheated. I go, you cheated first. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, I told you it was faster my way. <laughs> but part of him the rebel the, uh, the you know the mars he's so he's got so much mars in his shirt the mars in him loved all that shit so that was like that was like sex talks for him for me to like cheat and jump and 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 beat him yeah <laughs> it was romantic huh it was romantical yeah. oh my goodness gracious <laughs> oh my so it's like if i'm if i'm in a if i'm in a you know a sagittarius uh, you know, uh, if I'm in a swoon and a sag, uh, I can be naughty. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and apparently Joel likes your sag rising there. He does. He does. But it's like fire, fire, right? It's Aries yeah. and sag is like fire, fire. Yeah. fire, fire, fire. All right. Well, so aside from Pisces season, what else we got going on? We've got Mercury's going direct, uh, on the 20th, which from our perspective is tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. It's station. How have you felt? How has your Mercury retrograde been? Good. Yeah, same. Yeah, really good. Knock on something. I, I, I like Mercury retrograde in air. Um, I don't have a lot of air in my in my chart. I, I just don't. I'm I'm more earth, fire, and water. But um, God, I'm like the band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't have a lot of air. But I really, you know, um, uh, Aries are. Or, or yeah, Aquarius rules my second house. And um, yeah, I've, it's been, I've enjoyed it. Um, so I'm down. I mean, it is going direct at 11 degrees in one minute. So I like the one, one, one thing too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'm digging this. I'll be curious to see what it's like in Gemini. Gemini rules my seventh house and my descendant is there obviously, but I don't have anything in Gemini. Hmm, I have Saturn in Gemini. So we'll see how that goes. 14 That's probably why you're so smart. That's probably why you're so smart. Probably, well, and I also have Capricorn ruled by Saturn in my third house Super ruled by smart. Gemini. So it's like I've got that reciprocal relationship yeah. there. Smart. But well, yeah, I've, I had, this didn't aspect anything really for me. Well, no, I guess it aspected Gemini or the Saturn. And oh, it would have aspected my Ascendant and Uranus too, this Mercury retrograde. It hasn't really touched my placements uh, in Scorpio because, um, you know, I have one degree of Scorpio Jupiter and I have 29 degree of Scorpio Neptune. So mm. it really hasn't, it hasn't really touched me uh, so much. I, I, I don't really have, um, I mean, I have like my moons in Leo at 26 degrees, but it, it I haven't really experienced a lot of, uh, of like, negative aspects i haven't had any any squares or no yeah i've only had trines so yay me yeah so i'm digging this one but we'll see yeah. what the one brings me too. i had a couple of days where it's like i had some uh technological issues and that was just in the past few days and i wonder if i feel the retrogrades later 
because my I was born under a balsamic moon, perhaps. Maybe. maybe. Perhaps. I, but so far, it's been great. I haven't had any weird, like, you know, no exes or people from my past have found me. Well, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think that, um, you know, Mercury in retrograde for me for many, 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 many years has always caused trouble with my bank account and any kind of online things that I have done. And it's always been squaring um, something either in my eighth house or my second house. Mm -hmm. uh, and so since it's not, it's in my second house, um, it, it's not. And so I don't know if that makes a difference, but uh, I've always had like people take, you know, automatic payments out instead of taking one, they took three at one time or, you know, and there, it's never been my issue. It's like, I've never done it. It's always been something outside that's done it. Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know, it's been good, but then Ceres is at 29 degrees of Pisces and she's going to be, um, she's going to be moving into Aries on the 22nd. So two days after Mercury. The 222. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yes. And, you know, I, I really think, I really think in Pisces, she's kind of like the mother that's, that's been hurt. Like her child's been taken and she's, oh, woe is me. I'm going to just, you know, blight the harvest to screw everybody, you know? <laughs> but I think when she goes into Aries, it's going to be like, okay, what am I going to do to get my kid back? You know, it's right. like, so I think it's going to be interesting because she spends about three months, a little bit over in a sign. So I think it's going to be interesting while she goes into Aries, especially as we move into the equinox and, uh, you know, we'll move into Aries season, she'll still be in there. And, you know, I think with harvest coming and Aries kind of being the beginning of the year and we've got spring, I think having her in there is going to be really, um, I think it's going to be like a renewal for the self. Like I, I'm looking forward to having her in Aries. Yeah, I'll have to make note. You say it's happening in the 22nd. Yeah. And I think she's yeah. going to be in there, I want to say, into May. And actually, really interestingly, so Jupiter always spends a year in each uh in each sign and this year he's gonna be he's like barreling through aquarius he's gonna pop out into pisces for you know part of may all of june and most of july mm -hmm. which is really i think kind of unusual and um so we're gonna get a little preview of jupiter in pisces next year which is where he's gonna be next year this year which i think is really interesting i've got a really good feeling about that <laughs> i'm really excited about it because i to have jupiter i mean i think he's only i think he's only going to get up to like two degrees it's not like he's going to be getting too deep in there right right but, right. but i still think it's going to be like a little preview and i really am looking forward to having jupiter in my 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 fourth house and in the sign of my north node Mm -hmm. Yes, because they have a, a very good relationship, the two of those things. Yes. Well, and I think Jupiter and Pisces has got to be fun. It's just got, well, it's happening in my fifth house. So of course it's going to be fun. Well, you know, back in the day before they knew about Neptune, Jupiter was considered the ruler of Pisces. And yeah. so he's the higher octave of uh, Neptune, right? Jupiter. Right, right. So I think it could be super creative. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for that little glimpse and for 2022. I, you know, not that I am discounting 2021. We have to go through these motions, but I think uh, as far as the state of affairs, you know, the pandemic and uh, this coronavirus and all of this shit, 
and even though so a lot of the political stuff, I think that 2022 is going to start, the sun's going to start coming up again in those areas. Well, I think for us here in the United States, particularly, I think that the year of 2022, I think we're really experiencing um, destruction mm-hmm. from a Pluto perspective uh, because Pluto for the United States is at 27 degrees of uh, Capricorn. And so, you know, Pluto's at 25 degrees right now. So I think once we get there and move past it, I think things are going to start to start to be looking up, you know, we're going to be starting to rebuild and renew and, you know, do things differently than we're doing now, because the way we're doing things, it's like, you know, insanity, it's like doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, you can't, the thing that drives me crazy right now, and this is part of the thing about Pisces, I don't like, because Neptune's in Pisces, he's really strong, is just, you know, not being truthful and people believing it. Yeah. Because they're too gullible. Sorry for using one of those words you used earlier. Mm-hmm. They're too gullible or they're too trusting or they're too naive or they're too fucking lazy mm-hmm. to do some research that doesn't involve looking at memes on Facebook. Well, I think all of that boils down to is people are too um, irresponsible, I think, is the thing, is that nobody wants to own their role. Nobody wants to be the change. Nobody wants to admit that they're part of the problem. So when there's a paradigm out there that absolves them of responsibility or guilt, they hop on that. It's not me, it's them. (laughs) it's somebody else no i think it's the it's the buck passing again and the thing is we we don't have like you look back to the people who were involved um in the civil rights movement we don't have it's like we don't it's like the generations that have come after that we have not continued to propagate those types of people it's like we're regressing and it's like things have to get so bad before people get off their ass and do something it's so annoying i know and then there's this fear that we have of one another that keeps us hoarding and keeps us greedy and keeps us not wanting to share and it's just ridiculous we'll we'll grow out of it we'll grow out of it today because i was at the grocery store and um a little old man, he smized at me. You know, he did this, the eye smile thing. But yes, and I smize, see, it's got a name. I and I could it. see it. I could see it. And I smized back. And I was like, I was like, you know, he, he like kind of cut me off. And I think he was like, oh, is she going to be a total bitch? And I was like, no, I'm going to look you in the eye. I looked him in the eye. He smized. I smized. We were good. Oh my God, I'm in love with smizing. It's never heard of it, but I understand what you're saying. But you know what I mean? It's like people people aren't looking people in the face. People assume right away, like you cut me off. People are, you know, it's just so crazy. It's so crazy. And I, I know that we're better than this. And that's what I want Pisces season to be. I want us, if we're gonna be in La La Land during Pisces season, Let's be in the place of creating, envisioning, and imagining a better, more harmonious, uh, you know, more loving interaction with everybody we come into into being with. I mean, it's like, you know, I'm not out a lot, but when I'm out, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the best me I can be, even though people are assholes. 
I love that. I love that. Let's create that Pisces fairy tale because some of it is actually possible. <laughs> some of yeah. it is yeah. actually we just have to the rubber needs to meet the road and we got to figure out why we think it's impossible. So, well, fabulous, fabulous. That's a yeah. lot of stuff right there. I know. Um, so we've talked about if you're curious about the Virgo full moon did we already we talked about that in the last podcast yeah in detail <laughs> in detail um so that's february 27th uh eight degrees of virgo i didn't write down the time though yeah it's not it's um it's happening uh virgo full moon it's happening at 3 17 a.m eastern standard time so that would be noon 17 uh for uh pacific coasters Okay, so either way, it's the 27th. It's not one of those weird split ones. Um, and then, so I think next time we get together, we uh, I'd like to talk about that new moon in Pisces, 23 degrees on the 13th. Yes. I have some thoughts about that. So, you know, if you're listening, you can look forward to those insights. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Like, I, I will be like, once we get into March, I'll just be like, <gasps> thank you, March. Yeah. Yes. Well, everybody's ready for their flowers to bloom. Come on, spring. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And I love you, Corey. Just love you. I love you too, Foxy. I'm Fox. going to call you Corey Cox. Because no, no, I'm not Corey Cox. And don't Google that. I think we've gone over this before. Corey yes, Cox it was Fox nasty. And, Fox, and that's not Fox. me. Or foxes on coxes or something like that. <laughs> don't don't Google any of that. Be careful <laughs> with their Googling. That's all right. Jennifer Fox is, you know, well, she used to be a prostitute. I think she's there's a different one out there now. But yeah, yeah well, Corey Cox, she would do things that I will not do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so I guess that's it for this time. Until next time, I'm Corey Hawkins. <laughs> and I'm Jennifer Fox. And y'all. Go ahead now and stay curious.